Oh, you're here on a good day. You don't even know. You don't even know. I have a special guest in studio with me. It's very exciting. I'll tell you who it is after the amazing theme music. But let me tell you, it's Mary Tishbein, and this is Contrary Gardens. closet. No, that's I'm in, the, I'm in the dining room. There's that NPR voice again. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody else, whoever's out there, whoever's listening, Lori, Daniel, Danielle, Jen, Corey, Max, Moggie. Who did I miss? Who did I miss? Mary L, Gina, other people. Um, guess who's here? Guess who we got in the studio? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and give a warm welcome to my friend, comedian, Robin Savage. Hey, everyone. I don't think I heard all the claps. People in the back? Okay, the people next to them. And then the people next to them. Thank you. So, so, so this is my second time having a guest in studio. This is exciting for me. Is it exciting for you? It is. It is. I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. And it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Well, I'm very, I'm very happy to have you here with me. Do you remember back in the old days when we were baby comedians and that fella said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a podcast station. Who wants to do it? And you and I were like, fuck yeah. Sure. And then I dipped out when it, when it cost money because I got all high and mighty and you kept with it. Um, I don't even remember his name. But you liked podcasts right from the get-go. I did like podcasts right from the get-go, but I think you were right to mistrust that because what we were paying for, you have literally on your kitchen table. So I think we were both right, if, if I could compromise. <laughs> it's true. They probably had a little more soundproofing. And I just remembered the guy's name, but I won't say it. But for those in the know, uh, if you want to contact me separately later on individually, uh, it is a famous baseball player's name, but backwards. I don't think anyone would know or care or remember. I mean, not that I'm being harsh, but like, it's not like he went on to, I don't even know that he went on to anything. Did he, he left, right? The state. I don't even know that. He was young. He had a lot of ambition and confidence, which was not grounded. He also had a list of every comedian in the, in the Tampa region and he rated them by number who, uh, by his, his view of who was the best to worst. Oh, I did not know that. You know, it's funny because I used to run a comedy room, a once a month comedy room, and um, he did really good one time and he did really terrible one time. So I, I don't, I don't know that he should have had any list. I mean, honestly, I don't know that he should have had any list. And speaking of that, I, I did enjoy that room because I got to uh, perform there a few times mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. And and I think I uh, opened for. Steve Baird once, and I think Maureen was there. And one, one or two times, I think I might have hosted for you, like as a sub. You did, you did. So I ran a, a once a month comedy room, and it, I mean, it was like a bar the other twenty nine days. <laughs> it wasn't like a bar; it was a bar. It was, it was a smoky, gross bar. But it, it, I mean, I had some fun, and a couple times because it was just like every second Saturday. And just a couple times I just had gigs or something. And so I'm, you're the only person I ever entrusted to like run the show. 
And um, I was in Iowa. I booked a gig in Iowa at a um, casino. And that's when Steve and Maureen, and I remember talking to Steve, the late, great Steve Baird, and I was like, oh, man, I was so excited to have this uh, gig at a casino, but I just did terrible. And he goes, Robin, do you know why you did so bad? And I go, no. He goes, if people are at a casino and they're in the comedy show, it's because they've lost money. He's like, don't ever beat yourself up about being bad at a casino. Like, his little nuggets really stay with me. They really do. And he was one of those people who always had some nuggets. Uh, he always had um, kind words for everybody, good advice, and he was just a nice guy. And I remember always thinking, I've always seen him, he always looked uh, schlubby. He always had a t-shirt and jeans on. And then his headshot, he was always in like this business suit. <laughs> remember that? I'm like, well, what the hell is that? Well, that was for his corporate gigs, though. Yeah, he was. He had a really good laugh, too. I, I uh, Comedians notoriously don't laugh. Like in general, and even if even if it's a laugh, it's more of a good fall. Like, <laughs> but he had a really good laugh, and I appreciated that. He did, and that reminds me also of another comedian named Steve, um, Steve Eric, and the three of us did a show together, and I think we called it the Hair Tour because <laughs> we all have really big hair. Yeah, we did, we did, and one time, uh, someone who had been dating Steve uh, saw me, and we were at the same place, uh, one of his girlfriends. And she came over and tapped me on the shoulder and said, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were Steve from the back. And I said, no, his ass is much tighter and higher. <laughs> they broke up. <laughs> well, I remember one time, like, you and I were talking about gels and stuff, and he's like, I just brush my hair. So that's the difference. Yeah, he that's washed difference. it and, like, dried it with a towel and, like, brushed it a little bit, and that was it. And I don't think ever cut it. No, and you and I are, like, talking about fructis and probably mousse because we're yeah. old. Yeah, no, I guess that's a difference. But then it makes me think, like, I mean, if we all kind of had the same hair, maybe we're just working too hard. Maybe we should just brush our hair. We should. We should definitely. Well, we're going to get off the hair. Well, I, I, would, I would change the channel, but that's not how podcasts work. Um, so we are, we are here today uh, to talk about all kinds of things. We did not know we were going to start with that, but it is something... We both did. We have a lot of great memories in comedy, a lot of fun shows that we did. We did a lot of Kathy Gaynor stuff, even. And Is she we... coming? Well, I don't know. I don't know if Kathy Gaynor is going to be here. Do we have to do like a Sybil thing where I have to like <laughs> trigger you so she comes out? I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> do you just put the yellow jacket on and you become her? I'll be right back. Yikes. I don't know. I gotta call SAG and see what I can do with that. I know. But uh, I don't know. But well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, more rambling with Robin Savage. You want to say uh, we'll be right back? Hi, everybody. We're gonna be right back to Contrary Gardens. That was my voice for intros. <laughs> shit we came back can you believe i cannot believe i am i i'm looking at your uh kitchen and i can't believe we came back i can't believe how pretty it looks <laughs> i it's all good it's all good my uh renovation for those longtime listeners and people who are just in my life every every day um around halloween 
for the new people. I have to go through it. Just hold on, everybody. Get, go get a coffee. I had a leak in my wall around Halloween. bibbidi bobbidi boop They ripped everything out. There was a little bit of mold. Not a big deal. Getting a whole new kitchen, whole new bathroom. It's slowly coming back together. I pulled out my mother's old battery-operated drill, and I put the knobs on myself because the cabinets are so bare bones that they didn't have any knobs or holes for the knobs. But if you take a drill and do that, you can do it yourself. So Robin was admiring my kitchen, and I showed her the bathroom too, which is still just a just a, 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 a just it's it's a mishigas of insanity in there. But eventually there'll be there'll be a toilet and stuff like that. But Robin was jealous, and I'm gonna tell you why and what happened to her. I'm going to let her tell you why. See? Oh, my... I, I have to backtrack a little bit. I mean, I know Mary's been having some issues with her kitchen. But what she does have looks very pretty. Like, her, her cabinets are pretty. Her, um... What's he called on the Counter, top of it? Countertops. Countertops. They call that countertops. Right? It's it's granite. It, it's all very pretty. She's got some new appliances. And, and, and they look very nice. I mean, there's, there's, there's still some home improvements yet to be done. But I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite side of that. Um, sort of the same thing. We had some weird water leaks, it turns out. It was just like these horrible um, pipes that are now extracted from my walls. Anyway, long story short, um, I am basically have a utility sink in my kitchen. <laughs> so it's, it's beautiful. When they extracted the pipes, did they have to use Novocaine or did it just, did it just go for it? Um, I think they used a sledgehammer. <laughs> I mean, you've got the drywall and then you have the actual concrete that puts the pipes in and they used a sledgehammer. So, um, like I'm, I'm seeing, like I'm on the other side, I'm like three months behind what you are. So even though there's some, you know, definitely you need like the, the backsplash and stuff. I mean, there's, there's a lot of prettiness to it, so... I could put some Ziploc bags. I could staple some Ziploc bags to the wall. We're going to back up. Did you say your pipes were in concrete? When was your house built? 1968. My, It's two years older than I am. Like it was, um, we've had some beers, so I can't, my words are cast iron. It was a cast iron cast pipe. Iron. Yeah. And so then he cut part of it off and there's three holes in that cast iron pipe. Because mine split down the middle like... <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, and I got I got pictures of the guy holding the pipe. Uh, and one day... Yeah, but it sounds dirty. what happens when you turn This is what sounds dirty. Uh, yeah, I got a couple pictures, and that's my plumber with the pipe, and you would not believe that shit. It just split down the middle. I, I said, hold on, hold on, I want to get a picture. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And it's not like a look I'm not unfamiliar with. So I'm like, hey, I'll be my... So just hold still, hold still, I want to get a picture. Excuse me? Just, just hold still. I took a picture and he smiled. <laughs> I know I did a Facebook post about this, but I actually have a metal guy. Like anytime I have to throw metal in my house and it's kind of like a, as the kids call it, a flex. I'm like, oh, you need a metal guy? I got you a metal guy. What are you talking about? What's a metal guy? Is that like, a, uh, like, like the Twisted Sister band members come over? No, it's just a guy who like takes scrap metal and then he gets money for it. So... If you've got like a, like say an old water heater or instead of like thinking like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I have this old water heater. You're like, I got a metal guy. Just put it out. I'll give my metal guy a call. And he basically gets like 29 cents for it all. So does this guy have a job or is this all he does? 
Don't mean to brag, but my guy, that's all he does. Maybe other metal guys have, you know, real jobs. So basically you've got a homeless guy with a burner phone who comes and picks up your trash and then he takes it to the place and gets paid for it. Like when we were kids, we would run around and pick up everybody's newspapers on trash day and then we would drive to Jamaica and they would weigh it and we would get money and my dad would give us all the money because it was like, you know, it was between like, don't look at me like I'm crazy, it's true. We would do this and if there were furniture, we'd bring it home and we would keep it and use it. I think that's why I have this thing now where I don't like any furniture that's been outside to come into my house. I don't think that's just me, though. But, I mean, we brought all kinds of stuff into the house, and I'm going off topic. But the the paper thing was us picking the trash from other people's trash stuff, taking the papers to the place in Jamaica. They weigh it. They give us the money. And it sounds like this metal guy is doing the same thing. And uh, my ex-husband used to do that. And uh, his father would get robbed because when they had a bunch of copper pipe on their truck, it would get stolen because the price would go up and down and people would steal each other's garbage to cash it in. What a strange world. Well, not to brag, but I don't think my metal guy is homeless. Uh, he brings this lady and a truck. and So it's like a date? I don't know if it's a date, but it's there's teamwork, um, there's problem solving, and there's love all in. Do you think they met one day, like, like they each picked up? Uh, one side of a water heater and looked up and their eyes met and thought, oh, it's my scrap partner. It might be. Like, one was like, hey, that's my water... Like the Reese's peanut butter cups. Like, hey, that's my water heater. That's my water heater. And they look up and it's the same water heater and they're like, it's our water heater. This is so disturbing. But, you know, love wants what it wants and uh, the heart wants what it wants. And... uh I'm happy for that scrap metal couple. That's really cute. It's weird that you have a metal guy, though. I, did, I don't think we've ever talked about that. Well, I mean, it's probably just a few years in the making. I think it did start with a water heater, and someone gave me their scrap metal guy, and now he's my scrap metal guy. Oh, my God. And, and I'm happy for you. And maybe one day I can, I can get a scrap metal guy. But I know something that you and I both have in common and and I, we ju- I just learned this, but I think a lot of people feel this way. When you have contractors in your house, do you man the door to the outside, Robin? Well, for the listeners who don't know, I strangely love cats. I mean, to the point that it's almost obsessive. And I have two cats in my house. What are their names? Professor and Tyson. Uh, Professor? Tyson's it, full name. Uh, Tyson and Louise. And professor, I'm not exactly sure what she's a professor in, but she's very knowledgeable. And my children love these cats more than anything in the world. So we have these contractors, and I was like, hey, shut the door. I don't want the cats out. And they made 1,000 trips back and forth, and they never closed the fucking door. And I was like, hey, Please close the door because my children will not love me if these cats get away because your dumbasses didn't close the door and they still didn't close the door. And I got to the point where I basically had to man my own door in my own house because no one would shut the fucking door. <laughs> I, 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 I see you, Robin. Mm-hmm. I see you and I hear you. Mm-hmm. And I am you in this situation. I've yelled at them. 
I've run out there and said, close the door, close the door, close the door. I had an experience a couple weeks ago, two of the guys, in and out, in and out, in and out. I'm like, what the fuck? Just bring it all in at once. What are you doing? But they were mixing cement or something. They needed to go outside. I don't know what they do. So they kept doing that. And at one point, I said, you guys, you got to keep the door closed. You know, snakes, rats, bugs, you know, do me a favor, shut the door. And they left and they left. And then at one point, they both came running in, closed the door and looked outside. And I said... Did you see a snake? You saw a snake, didn't you? And they said, saw Yeah, yeah, big black snake outside. Did I say saw? You said saw. I said saw? Like brr. Did you see a... No. I have an accent. They saw a snake. I heard it. They saw a snake, and they came running in and closed the door. And then, you know, you know, you know they shut the door after themselves after that. Because I was pissed. And then, you know, I ran outside because I googled what to do when there's a snake. And it said they don't like vinegar. So I poured an entire bottle of white vinegar on it. And then I said, guys, I know it smells like douche, but what are you going to do? And then they laughed and looked a little freaked out. But they've been working here for a while. They know me. They get it. They're like, oh, Miss Mary. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Anyway. I just think, like, shutting the door is the bare minimum. I mean, I can understand if I say... Oh, you got to shut the door and then put the latch on top of the door and then close like the extra door and then the miniature door on top of the door. It's just, it's just very easy. Like what's a miniature door on top of the door? I don't know. I'm just saying like, it, it's not difficult. It's like, just shut the door because number one, air conditioning. And number two, I ask you to shut the door because I have cats. Just shut the door. Like it's, it's not that hard. And, and as, as much as I don't want to sound like a Karen, I mean, I kind of am paying you to, like, be in my house. Shut the door. Shut the door. That, that's all I want. I'm not going to say you were Karening because I do the same thing, and we really don't want to be labeled as Karens, but we are middle-aged white women, and we no. are middle-aged because we are both going to live to at least 110. <laughs> so we're middle-aged. What? What are you talking about? We're almost on Medicare. Yeah. It's fine. We look good for our age. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some more stuff because how many times am I going to have the opportunity to talk to Robin Savage and her note that my um, accent is weird? It, it's nice to have someone say, you said sorer. Like when I say sure, you always say sure. Yeah, I don't talk like that. I don't understand. Anyway, we will be right back. <laughs> something funny that happened to me at work the other day always so i'm in one of the departments at work and i'm talking to Susie and jesus hey Susie, hey jesus and uh we're talking and jesus is a very cool guy he's very kind and uh, I, I enjoy him and uh he looked at me and he said mary your accents your accent did you ever watch bob's burgers <laughs> and i said yeah i'm linda belcher he said Yes! I said, I know. I know. I said, I found out when John Roberts put out the Christmas video. Look at the tray. Come and look at the tray. It, you remember that video? You ever I seen that? I don't think I ever saw that video. Oh, Robin, we'll watch it after. It's very funny. So I sent that to Jesus, but uh, I learned because one day I said, all right! And I found out <laughs> I could do Linda Belcher's voice. And then 
And then Susie started uh, telling a story about how she was always Tina, and I wanted to get more into that because it's got a, it's got a lot of butt references, but I yeah. let it go because we were at work. No, I didn't. We talked about it because I don't care. <laughs> you know, the, the name like Jesus and Jesus, that's... It was just like you said the same thing for the same people. Like, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus uh, is a National Guardsman, and he left us for a while, and he came back. And when he came back, they put a note on his desk, and it said, Jesus is coming back. I said, did we get confirmation? They said, Mary, it's Jesus. I said, oh. But like if Jesus and Suze are together, it's like, hey, Suze, Jesus. I hear it now. I didn't hear it before. Now I hear mm-hmm. it. Susie and Jesus. I hey, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. See, this is why we don't charge for the podcast. <laughs> it's free to listen. Maybe there'll be a commercial. I don't know. It's complicated. Get Anchor FM. Um, Robin and I are going to tell you the story of the first time we met, which technically is the time we met. The first time we met. It was at a comedy club in Clearwater. Yeah, called Coconuts, Coconuts. and it was in a shitty part of town, and the guy who ran the room, we won't say his name, Larry something, he had wine in his Diet Coke can. I always admired that. that. Oh, so many things. Uh, To be fair, it was a shitty building, but the the area wasn't that bad. It was the poles all around the room that made it impossible to see the stage that I enjoyed the most. And you know what? It's funny because he's had multiple clubs with all the same problem because remember when it was like in that spa there was so many like beams where you couldn't i don't know why they didn't have like suspended seats. it's like venue owners would say well there's 18 poles and and just large areas that block the stage let's see if larry wants to make this a comedy room it's like that was happening like on the regular yeah, because sometimes people who, uh, let's say, are connoisseurs of opening shitty comedy clubs, um, if there's lots of obtrusive things in the way, they will say, you know what, sign me up, let's get a Saturday night show, show going. And it was rare that the microphones would work, and you probably weren't going to have a good spotlight on your face. And you know what, who cares? Who needs to see your face when you're doing comedy, right? It's not I, like we're doing anything with our face. I, you and I both. Well, you would you would do all kinds of things, but I you needed to see my face when I did comedy. It was important. But it was funny because uh, at one point they had, like, th- at this particular building, they went away and then they came back. And, like, the last night before they went away, they switched the stage. They and did. it was like, oh, they should have had this there all along. And you and I went there and did a show, and Sarah came to watch. Mm-hmm. And we tried to find a table where you could see the stage. Because that's, you know, the, well, let's find a table where there's an unobtrusive view. Like, that no, would be, like, your goal. These, oh, my God. So but Anyway, uh, who was hosting that night, Robin? I was the host. And it was an open mic, was it not? Yeah, at at that point, I think I was two years into comedy. You were fresh into comedy. Yeah. And I guess I had, I was more hosting. I, I was hosting regular shows, but I was kind of on the regular, the host on that Wednesday open mic. 
Yeah, and I was still doing my, like, three McCurdy's jokes over and over again, which was an early version of the jean jacket joke. And uh, sadly, a Sarah Palin impersonation. You were really good at that. Because you had the, the glasses, you kind of looked like her. Yeah, you were good at that. All right, you heard it here. I didn't look anything like her. I had a pair of just had glasses on and I was yeah, doing what you look like. I was doing Tina Fey's Wisconsin accent. Yeah, it was still it was still good. It was it was at the time it was very um what's the word? It was topical. Topical. Yeah. It was topical. Yeah, it was topical. And then I remember a gal from the school district was there, Catherine, uh, another Catherine, very tall girl who worked uh, with me in the school district, and she said, You should do way more of that political stuff. Obviously not someone who understood comedy. <laughs> You know that stuff that uh, only fifty percent of the crowd likes. Do more of that. <laughs> she was she was wrong. <laughs> but you know what? It, it wasn't like as as crazy as it seemed. Like it wasn't even anything like it is now. Like oh no, mine. My my jokes were kind of cutesy. I mean, I said, we're going to take you back to 1952. I mean, like, what the fuck was that? Anyway, the point is, we were at the Clearwater Coconuts open mic. Uh, I was two, three, four months in, mm-hmm. and I got brave enough to leave Sarasota. Because first I went to Vasani's I went once to- or twice. Because I said, ooh, I'll dip my toe in the Vasani's. Because they said we're allowed to go there because it's 50 miles away. And then uh, you couldn't get paid uh, where I started. Uh, anywhere within a 50 mile radius because of rules so anyway <laughs> i went over to clearwater to do a free open mic because it was one of the open mics that wasn't charging so the, what the fuck so i went and robin's hosting and what, what did you do when i uh when you were getting ready to introduce me oh i when i host and i've hosted many times i've even did this when i hosted like my kids uh uh, talent shows. I just want to make sure I say people's names and I say their names correctly. So I think that's just sort of just being a, a decent person. Uh, but sometimes that's not what's found in comedy. So when I, <laughs> as Mary, like, how, how do you, this before you went by Long Island Mary, yeah, was. I was like, how do you pronounce your last name? And she told me, and I literally went like four feet and I thought, I don't remember anything she told me. And I circled <laughs> back and I was like, what was that again? So, and I was so impressed because people didn't usually bother to learn my name, uh, like the guy who ran the school where I, I took a comedy class. Yeah, I admit it, I took one. He he immediately said, "Well, there's two Marys in the class, and we're doing the graduation. So, where are you from?" And I said, "Long Island." He said, "Great, you're Long Island Mary." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" And that's how it happened, and it was fine because then when he did forget that he gave me that name a couple of years later, and he was introducing me to do a spot, he said, let's bring out Mary Tishbaum. And I thought, oh, it's not that hard. But you wanted to know how to pronounce Tishbein, and you learned how to say it. And then when you wrote a book, which you did write, we have an author in the house, Stand Up and Be a Lady by Robin Savage. When you wrote that book, I, I did the foreword, and I mm-hmm. talk about how you wanted to make sure how to pronounce my name, which was... Um, uh, uh, a level of respect I had not experienced in comedy. And and then I thought, well, this is someone I'm going to be friends with and I'm going to perform with. And this is this is a cool lady. And there were some other people at that open mic, weren't there? I feel like uh, all of our... We weren't a graduating class, but a lot of us started the same yeah, year. Yeah, at the same time. Chris, um, uh, the guy that worked with you? Not Chris, the other guy that worked with Oh, Joe. Oh, my God, I couldn't think of his name. Joe, I'm just doing first names. Yeah. Uh, There was a gal named Alyssa. Mm -hmm. Sharon might have been there, I'm not sure. I don't know, I don't know. They were more like sides. 
people. I won't go into, I don't like to say a lot of names of places or people. I like to keep it vague. But there was another gal at uh, that comedy show. And um, when someone else was on stage, one of the other gals, a gal named Alyssa was on stage doing something. Someone to my left started yelling at her from the audience, which was basically 12 stand-ups. Yeah. And we were all brand fucking new. Yeah. I mean, and we were new. And she started telling her how to tell her joke better. <laughs> and I thought, what in the fuck? And I leaned back and I look over, and there is someone who also became our friend and yeah. comedy partner. There's Catherine Maloney over there telling Alyssa, no, here's how you do it. And she told her how to tell the joke. And I thought, oh, this girl, she's, she's going somewhere. And she is still performing. And, yeah, and she's doing She's doing Did you yeah. see who she's opening for next weekend? No. At the Tampa Improv, she's opening for Michael Rappaport. She's been working with him for years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I could see where they would be very, like, compatible. They're both New Yorkers. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. No, oh, and, maybe uh, I'll try to sneak away and see that. Yeah, she'll be at the Tampa Improv yeah. on April 1st and 2nd. I didn't know I was going to be doing a plug. That was how we met. And That's then, and then uh, we performed together and we made videos together. And uh, you're still out there once in a while going over mics. You're trying. And I'm just... Sitting in my closet talking to himself. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of my life. That's yeah, kind of <laughs> I got cats. That's really <laughs> it's really just kind of sad and downhill from there. So, well, I'm I'm so happy that we had this chance to chat, Robin. And uh, I think you're very funny. Is there anything you want to plug while you're here? Anything coming up? I think my cats have a vet appointment, like April Jesus 13th Christ. and 15th. No, I mean, are you going to be like on uh, Ed's Shed anytime soon? Oh, yeah. Look for me on Ed's Shed. Uh, we kind of had to take a little hiatus uh, for a while. But, um, yeah, uh, Ed's Shed, it's Facebook. Uh, usually it's like the, oh, you know what else I started getting into was uh, storytelling. So um, sometimes I do the storytelling and the open mics and... Um, yeah, just kind of trying to get back in into life. You're out there as COVID is allowing us to, well, for now, who knows what's happening with the next phase. But it's opening up again and clubs are happening and shows are happening. And if you have an opportunity to see live performances of stand-up, please go and do it. We we encourage you to support stand-up, even though uh, neither one of us are currently being paid to perform stand-up. Although, I'm monetizing my podcast, so it's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. We're really happy that you were able to join us. Uh, Robin, any last words for, uh, for, for my friends out there? Um, just go out there and you be you. Wouldn't it be you be you, boo? Uh, my daughter usually says you be you, homie. Well, my sister says uh, you do you. You do you, you be you. Well, she also you. says, um, be and go, go and be and be and go. That's like one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just go and just don't be a dick. Well, hello. Yeah. Amen. That is, that is my religion. Don't be a dick. So hug your people if they'll let you and wash your hands and remember I love you and, uh, take a multi. Can't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. And if oh, you or vitamin D three, everybody's everybody's deficient in D. I know I am deficient in D, but I don't. <laughs> it was it was waiting. It was right there. I'm not gonna not do the joke anyway. I love you guys. You take care of yourselves. I'll see you at work if I work with you, and I'll I'll see you when I see you. The rest of you. So be careful. Thanks for listening to Kadrari Gardens. Come back next week. Bye.